It's Monday, October 31st, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories along with other important things going on in our community. Today, with a ranch that's been in his family for 127 years, John Ladd is not about to give up the fight. And the fight, says the 67-year-old lad, is the 24-7 struggle of being on the alert for undocumented migrants who cross over from Mexico and traipse through his massive property. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lolly from the Lolly Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lolly dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lolly deal. Nobody. Now some local history. Did you know that Harshaw is a ghost town in southern Arizona? Founded as a mining community, the town is named after the cattleman-turned-prospector David Tecumseh Harshaw, who first successfully located silver in the area. At the town's peak near the end of the 19th century, Harshaw's mines were among Arizona's highest producers of ore, with the largest mine, the Hermosa, yielding approximately $365,000 in bullion over a four-month period in 1880. Throughout its history, the town's population grew and declined in time with the price of silver as the mines and the mill opened, closed, and changed hands over the years. By the 1960s, the mines had shut down for the final time, and the town, which was made part of the Coronado National Forest in 1953, became a ghost town. Today, all that remains of Harshaw are a few houses, some building foundations, two small cemeteries, and dilapidated mine shafts. Most of the buildings were torn down by locals or by the Forest Service in the mid to late 1970s. Today's story is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Now our feature story. With a ranch that's been in his family for 127 years, John Ladd is not about to give up the fight. And the fight, says the 67-year-old Ladd, is the 24-7 struggle of being on the alert for undocumented migrants who cross over from Mexico and traipse through his massive property, cutting fences and endangering his cattle along the way as they head towards State Route 92 to a waiting pickup vehicle. Ladd has never hidden the fact that he is not a supporter of the Biden administration. He says the situation with migrants running through his ranch has always been an issue, but lately it's a daily deluge with groups of two and three people running rampant all over the spread. If that's all they did, Ladd might not be so distressed. But he says the migrants leave destruction in their wake, and it has affected the cattle that Ladd makes a living from. Everybody that ranches always had it illegal working for them. Get on out. They worked six months and went home. They didn't want to live there. And that all changed too. And they got two or three guys a week, and then it got 50 a day. And, but it, it's just evolved in the last 30 years. The, the problem with that is, is that people coming through make the cows move and scare them and everything else. And we sell by the pound. And then it makes them wild when they see people. Mm-hmm. So then that's, they're harder to work. The cow. And, you know, and I commend Border Patrol, but, you know, they're just bad. They're driving through, they're on foot. But it's round the clock. The Lad Ranch is a working cattle ranch, 
but the longtime rancher, born and raised on the property that's just outside Bisbee, said he recently lost three cows that wandered off through a cut fence and were hit and killed by motorists. Other cows have waded into the San Pedro River. One thing Ladd is grateful for is his partnership with the Border Patrol. He will have a constant caravan of Border Patrol vehicles and other law enforcement agencies racing through the property as they attempt to arrest migrants before they make it to a load car waiting nearby to spirit them off to Tucson or Phoenix. The federal agents are tipped off by ground sensors that are all over the ranch. A few days ago, a group of 35 undocumented people were walking along a new trail where sensors had just been placed the day prior. Ladd said the number of migrants encroaching on his land is not exorbitantly high, about 100 a day between his property and the San Pedro, but they are steady, mostly in small groups of two or three that scatter all over the ranch. September statistics released by U.S. Customs and Border Protection show there has indeed been a spike in encounters of migrants along the entire southwest border, as well as the stretch that encompasses the federal agency's Tucson sector, which includes Cochise County. In fact, in September, the number of migrants encountered by federal agents along the entire border was 207,597. That's up from encounters in August, which were 181,774. The increases also were evident between 2021 and 2022. Specifically, there was a 33% rise in encounters along the entire southwest border. The CBP said last week that the rise in attempted border crossings is owed to the number of people who are trying to leave Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua, all countries with leftist regimes. The plight of Venezuelans especially has been highlighted in several publications, one recent article in the New York Times stating that more than 6 million Venezuelans have left that nation since 2015. Some have settled in other parts of Central or South America, but others have trekked to the U.S. Ladd said he doesn't know what the answer is to keep the migrants at bay. He says the federal government does little to support Border Patrol and its mission of protecting the country's borders. His concerns run the gamut from what's happening in his own gigantic backyard to what will happen in this country with all the migrants who have been allowed to seek asylum. He agrees with what others in the area, including Cochise County Sheriff Mark Daniels, have said about the migrant situation being a humanitarian crisis because the majority of the individuals are told one thing about life in the U.S., but the reality is grim if they are financially indebted to the cartels. In the meantime, Ladd says he will continue doing what he's doing, no matter how challenging it becomes. Ladd Ranch is one of the oldest in the country. Here's John on the history of the ranch and the problems he's facing. It was my mother's family, her great-grand- or her grandfather, who was Walter Fike, came to Bisbee in 1894, and then they homesteaded here in 1896. And it was a dairy to start with. Mm-hmm. It was one of the larger there they had 50 people working for them and then my mom grew up and then married my dad in 1952 and my dad moved to the ranch anyway and then my dad bought the ranch in the late 70s it, you know i never had any doubt that i wouldn't end up on the ranch but i when joe beth and i got married in 1977 we lived in phoenix and i was in construction and we'd come home on weekends and vacation and all that. And then we moved back in 1990. To stay up to date on this story, make sure to visit us at myheraldreview.com. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. 
Ace Stocks, Clark & Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 92. Next, test scores around the nation tanked during the pandemic, and Arizona followed suit. According to the National Assessment of Educational Progress, scores fell 2 to 3 points, and Arizona remained below the national average for math and science. John Brown of Cronkite News has more on the story. The National Assessment of Educational Progress, often called the nation's report card, shows scores dropping in almost every category. Math results saw their biggest drop since the test began in 1990. This is not a wake-up call for us to double down our efforts and improve education. Even before it was, uh, before the pandemic, then I don't know what will. Beth Lewis, director of Save Our Schools Arizona, calls the findings disheartening. She says her students struggled to learn during the pandemic. Kids aren't islands. They don't just exist at school to learn. Um, and a lot of students of mine suffered immeasurable tragedy um, and trauma during the pandemic. Arizona was already below the national average on test scores in 2019, the last year the test was given. Its standing did not improve this year. Average math scores for Arizona fourth graders fell by six points, while reading only dropped by one. Eighth grade math scores dropped nine points, while reading ended up staying the same. Chris Cotterman with the Arizona School Boards Association says math scores saw a sharper decline because some Arizona school districts are facing a math teacher shortage on top of a general teacher shortage. It's always a challenge to find math teachers, and you need good math teachers because fourth, especially since fourth and eighth grade are, are chosen because they're sort of gateways to to success. Lewis agrees that Arizona's teacher shortage and teacher to student ratio has contributed to the decline. And we also had a lot of you know, schools that were operating under a skeleton crew where you had teachers covering two classrooms at a time, um, specialist teachers not even getting to teach their subject. You know, it, it was really a chaotic two years. Although Lewis is not happy with the test results, she says she's optimistic that test scores will rebound in the next year. In Washington, John Brown, Cronkite News. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Among older adults, falling is the leading cause of hip fractures and traumatic brain injuries, making falls a pressing health concern. At Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, they have a free online assessment that can help you discover risk factors. By taking just a few minutes to fill out the evaluation, you might discover reasons you might not have previously considered. Being proactive is a great way to help yourself or a loved one stay safe. So visit fallriskassessment.com today to take a step towards safety. Again, that's fallriskassessment.com. You can also use the link in our show notes. Now an event that you should know about. Today is Halloween. If the kids don't have trick-or-treating plans yet, head over to the Trunk or Treat event at Desert Grace Church from 6 to 8 p.m. There will be family-friendly games, a bounce house, a food truck, and of course, lots of candy. No matter how you choose to celebrate the holiday, have fun and be safe. Also, we're excited to announce that the Herald Review Media team has just launched a local e-commerce website specifically for Cochise County businesses to sell their products and services. Now you can shop 24-7 online at your favorite local businesses participating on loveshoplocalaz.com. 
Check it out. Finally, we'd like to remember the life of Tamara Johnson. Tamara was born in Britt, Iowa in 1968. She graduated from Boulder High School in Boulder, Colorado, and worked in the hospitality industry, healthcare, and as a union construction laborer. When she passed away, she was attending the Cochise College nursing program and was a medical courier for Sonora Quest Labs. She is survived by her mother and her brother, both of Sierra Vista. She will be greatly missed by all who knew her. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Tamara's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.